Join ResU in thoughtful conversations that will pique your curiosity and expand your mind. ResU's thought leadership and partners will introduce unique ideas and ways that help listeners make choices that are influential, mindful, and impactful. Adults who are thinking about going back to college really need to find the college that's going to be the right fit for who they are at this stage in their life. You're a different person than you were back in high school or at 21, and you need to find that college that is going to value the person you are today. It's time to move on. It's time to get going. Welcome to our podcast. Resurrection University is non-traditional in every way. We're proud of the fact that the average age of our students is 31, and we serve a community of students that are extremely diverse in age, ethnicity, and gender. Today we're talking with someone who has a lot to say about the adult learner. Becky Klein-Collins is the Associate Vice President for Strategic Communication and Collaboration at the Council for Adult and Experiential Learning, also known as CALE. CALE supports the adult learner in connecting learning and work. Becky, welcome to our podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. Becky, you wrote a book called Never Too Late, The Adult Student's Guide to College. So can you tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book? Well, sure. You know, there's kind of a million billion dollar industry right now Mm -hmm. in helping students figure out where to go to college and the whole college going process. But the vast majority of all of those efforts and books and resources are focused on high school juniors and seniors Mm -hmm. who are really talking about college in a very different way um, compared to what an adult student might be thinking about as they're going back to college. And so we wanted to create a resource for these students to help them, you know, find an efficient and manageable path to post-secondary education. And this all came about initially through a, a relationship we had with the Washington Monthly, Mm -hmm. and the Kresge Foundation, Um, and they were focused on a process of ranking colleges for the adult student. And in that conversation, they asked us to create this companion guide for students as they're thinking about going back to college as an adult. Yeah, because it is very different. It's very different, yeah. So for the general population that either never started college or started and never finished, which there's a million of them out there, what would be a few reasons to compel them to return to school in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and maybe even in their 60s? Well, the biggest reason a lot of people say that they want to go back to school is to make more money Mm -hmm. and to position themselves better in the workplace. And that's really probably one of the more compelling reasons why they should think about going back. Mm -hmm. Because when you're looking at our job market today and labor force, you know, we see that the world of work is changing a lot. And a lot of the jobs that we used to see being available to people to make a life for themselves no longer exist. And the vast majority of jobs today and going forward into the future are going to require some kind of post-secondary learning or credential, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a four-year bachelor's degree. So um, we'll put that out there right at the start. That's not the only option that we're talking about. But some sort of post-high school education, training, credential or degree is really important for positioning somebody to weather 
economic downturns and mm -hmm. make a really good career for themselves that can support them and their families. Yeah, I actually tell my own kids, I said, I don't care what you get your degree in or what you study. Love it because the jobs five to 10 years from now haven't even been thought of yet. That's right. And so you just have to have some sort of background in order to be able to be a good employee. And to be in a mindset where you are able to learn new things mm -hmm. and college and post-secondary education can really be a good start in helping people learn how to be good learners. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the top questions someone should consider before diving into the higher ed pool? Well, I know one question right off the bat people are going to have or concern is about the expense. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, when you when you think about college, you think, oh, my gosh, expensive. That's all. I've got to save. I've got to, you know, can we afford it? And that is definitely a consideration. But people need to keep in mind that the actual price tag might be very different from what you might see on a college website. And depending on the college or university, there, there can be ways to save on costs that you should absolutely explore. And also think about this as not an expense, but as an investment, because right. you're really investing in your future. And so there are going to be returns down the road, like with any good investment, you're hoping that there, you're expecting that there's a return on the other end. And in the case of post-secondary degrees and credentials, they can really pay off financially and be a way to improve your overall employability throughout your lifetime. Yeah, I think in your book, you have a couple of different diagrams of a high school level educated individual versus a associate's degree versus a bachelor's degree and, and what the earning potential difference is, right? Absolutely. I mean, it can be the difference between, you know, a high school diploma and a bachelor's degree over a lifetime can be upwards of a million dollars difference in salary. Yeah. And that <laughs> and, and, That's a lot of money. <laughs> it, it is. And, and and when you think short term, it seems like the cost is insurmountable to pay, you know, $10,000 a semester or whatever it is to go to school. But when you look at it over your lifetime, what you get back is, you know, 10, 20, 30 fold. That's right. Now, within reason, of course, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, with any good investment, you don't want to pay more than the investment's worth. Sure. So, you know, keep that in mind and don't go crazy with those student loans. But um, a, a little bit of investment in terms of financial resources and taking on of some student debt makes some sense sure. in the long term. Sure, sure. So if an adult is questioning at their age if they're going to fit in, what would you say to them? Uh, you know, that is another big concern that people have mm -hmm. when they're in their, even their 30s and or 40s or 50s, thinking about going back to college. I'm going to be the oldest person in the classroom. Right. I won't be able to relate to anybody. The professor's going to look at me and wondering, you know, why I'm there. Uh, in reality, you know, when, when people get to the classroom, they discover, okay, I, maybe I am the oldest person in the classroom, maybe not. There might be other people just like you. Mm -hmm. But there are going to be other people in the classroom who are coming to college with very diverse backgrounds and experiences. There will be people who, you know, have children who are caring for their elderly parents who are juggling three jobs in order to be there. And so everybody has a different life experience that they're bringing to the classroom. And what's great about the adult student is that once they get in there, they have this lifetime of experience to draw on and build from and make connections to. And when we hear from faculty about 
how they they view the adult student in their classroom. Invariably, we hear that faculty just love having them in class because they bring this different experience and are able to connect to the content in a very different way because they have work experience, because they have life experience. They've seen more of the realities of the workplace than their traditional age students may have. Yeah, our faculty say the same thing about our, um, especially our evening weekend students who are, you know, above the age of 30 usually. They've had a career, they have the families, they have all that baggage. And they're much better at grasping the material and being able to relate it to something they have in their life. Absolutely. So in your book, there's a discussion on what has to change in a person's life to fit attending college in. Can you talk about a few of those? Well, first, let me just address your question. Sure. Because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, if I'm going to go to college, I kind of have to be able to drop everything else in my life in Mm -hmm. order to make this happen. And for sure, you will be able to finish faster and probably, you know, be able to persist more effectively if you can only focus on that. But the reality is for most adults, they don't have that luxury. Right. And going back to college means fitting it in around an already very full life. Right. People have family obligations. People have financial responsibilities, and those just don't go away. Oh um, no! If you you can't just wish them away. <laughs> it would be um, nice, but it doesn't happen. Right. So, what's really important for someone who is thinking about going back to college as an adult is to find a college or university that understands that. Right. That understands that college is important to you. It's a priority. You're investing in it. And so it's 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 something that you're going to take very seriously, but it's not the only thing going on in your life. Right. And it is not what defines you as a person at mm-hmm. this stage in your life. Yeah, it's not like the 18-year-old who's just going and living on campus right. and that's all they do. My, that's their job. Right. My I'm employed. My employment status is student. Yeah. That's, that's not the reality for adult students. They have other identities that probably come ahead of I am a student. Yeah. My Mom, dad, mm-hmm. caretaker, whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Worker, supervisor. I mean, and, you know, even if financially it's something that somebody could swing and, and step away f- from a paycheck for a while, it may be that in terms of your career, it doesn't make sense to do that either. Right. Stepping away from a career that is important to you and where you have responsibilities that you enjoy, it may not be an option for you either. Right. So... That's just one thing to to sort of say right off the bat. That said, I mean, you'll have to make changes, obviously, if you're going back to school. Anybody going to school is going to find it a big lifestyle change. And and so, you know, you need to think about what are your work considerations? Does your supervisor know that you're interested in going back to school? It might make sense to let them know so that they understand what you're trying to take on. And that might really work to your benefit to have them know that you're working to improve your education and your credentials. So have a conversation with them for sure if if you feel comfortable doing so. If it's not, if you don't feel like it's going to jeopardize your job in some reason. Right. Invariably, it is only to your benefit that you are showing that kind of initiative and And sometimes it's helpful to have a conversation with your supervisor about how that education that you're pursuing is going to help 
your company or your organization in the long run and what that means uh, for your own career going forward with them. Yeah, and if you're in a, in a position also where you get asked to do extra projects and work late or work weekends, and then all of a sudden you stop, then they think maybe, oh, they're looking for a new job. Well, no, if they know that you're going back to school, they understand and will understand why you're saying no versus saying, oh, they're just a short timer here. That's a great point. Yeah. And Similarly, I mean, you want to have those kinds of conversations with your family. Oh, that's the biggest part, I think, your support network, right? That's your support network. So you need them to understand, even, you know, if you have small children, for them to understand that mommy or daddy is going to school now and that's why they can't be at XYZ event or that's why they can't be home this afternoon or that's why they're busy on Saturday mornings now when they used to take me out to pancakes or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, having those honest conversations with your family so that they know what your goals are Mm -hmm. and they know why you're doing it. And don't give you a hard time when you can't be everywhere for everyone. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And if everybody knows why you're doing it, so it's important that you know why you're doing it, right? There is that. (laughs) Um, Everyone knows why and and what it's going to take for you to make it happen and succeed. um, Then you can have... Uh, everybody rallying around you to support you. Absolutely. And I think the other group that you have to be mindful of is your friends. Absolutely. Because if they're used to you picking up and going golfing or picking up and going to the mall or picking up and going for that walk for Mm -hmm. an hour, and you just all of a sudden say no, then they're like, oh, they're not my friend anymore. And if they really knew what you were doing, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah, and And, they'd actually support you. And if you need them to be your cheerleader right tell them what you need from them excellent um, because they they can really help move you forward oh absolutely absolutely so you mentioned this a little bit already but in the book you actually discuss three perks of being an adult in college can you walk us through those three well sure yeah i mentioned before that one of the things that adults bring to the classroom is this experience in just the school of life just living their own lives right so You know, if you've been in the workplace for 10, 15 years or raising a family, even if you haven't stepped foot into a classroom in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, you've not stopped learning during that time. So you have learned from your life. You've learned from your interactions with other people as you go about your day. You've learned in the workplace any number of things. And you bring all that now to the classroom. And that's what I mentioned before about professors and instructors. They see that and they see that as a real asset in the classroom. So that's that's the one of the perks of being an adult student in the classroom. Mm-hmm. The second is, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I... I really wasn't a good student in high school. <laughs> How things uh, change. <laughs> right? So why do I think I'm going to be any different now? Right. Um, so I'm just setting myself up for failure. But the reality is we are physiologically very different as adults um, compared to what we were at age 17, 18, mm-hmm. 15, whatever. Yeah. And physiologically, we are more mature. We are better able to um, have self-discipline, self-control. We make better connections between things. So what a lot of adults find is they are actually better students than they expected to be because of this maturity that comes just with living a longer life. (laughs) Absolutely. And then third is you know, you have a different perspective on life and what's important and the value of this time that you're spending in the classroom. So, you know, the time that is spent away from the classroom, I think, you know, you'll find you have an appreciation for the value of money, Mm -hmm. the value of time, the value of learning, 
And as you sit there in your classroom or, or during your study sessions, you're going to appreciate that time a lot more potentially than a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds probably do. Well, I think they enjoy going to class also, whether it's online or in person. They actually want to get the knowledge where an 18-year-old is like watching their clock and saying, or or their iPhone or whatever it is these days, right? And saying, when is this class going to be over Mm -hmm. versus the adult who has a very different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what it takes to take some time out of your life and, and what that means mm-hmm. for your family, for your, you know, what your choices are in terms of your career, and uh, you're going to value it. Right. Yeah. So back to your investment comment earlier, it's not just a financial investment, it's a social emotional investment in yourself also. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, you know, people try to think about, one of the things that the book tries to lead people through is thinking about, why do I want to go to college in the first place? Mm -hmm. And understanding what those motivations are. Because if you really understand why you're there, that's going to really help you as you need to keep moving and keep the momentum going. And so if you have a real clear value proposition, this is why I'm going, this is why it's important to me, that's really really going to be key. Now, as I mentioned before, for a lot of people, that's going to be because I want to make more money. I want a degree that's going to propel me into a different kind of career or job opportunity. But for some people, it's it's not 100% an economic rationale. For some people, it's, you know, I, I want to finish something that I started long ago, Mm -hmm. or this is something that I always wanted to do, or this is something that's going to be important for me to show my kids and be a role model for. And for some people, that's equally as important as the economic payoff. Yeah, half of our students at at Reggio are career changers. And they've either gone right into, you know, working right after high school and, you know, did whatever it was they were doing, or they go into a bachelor's degree in business or whatever it is. And then they get to be a little bit more mature. And they're like, this is not fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. And they come back and they say, I need to do something that's actually fulfilling. And that's why they come back too. So, I mean, there's a million reasons why the people actually go back to school. It's just... um, Well, we're living longer lives. We have longer work lives than I think ever before. And if you've been doing something for 10, 15 years, you might be a different person than you were 15 years ago. You might have different values, different things that excite you. And you might just want to change. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's perfectly totally great. legitimate. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You talked about the book it kind of leads you through a process. And I noticed there was a number of tools available in the book. Can you talk about, in particular, and I think this is important for the mm-hmm. adult, mm-hmm. how do you take your skills and transfer them to school skills? Right? So you have this school transferable skills quiz. Right. So... You know, we've talked a little bit about the anxiety that people may feel mm-hmm. about returning to school yeah. and the sense of, oh, you know, I was a terrible student in high school or I tried college once and I failed badly at it right. and I don't think I should be trying again. Or someone has told me at some point in my life that I'm not college material. That's right. a big one. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's a big one. And the truth is that there are so many ways that um, people develop the kinds of skills they need to succeed in the college classroom in other ways. And Mm -hmm. so what this exercise, uh, the School Transferability Skills Quiz, tries to do is just lay out all the different 
kinds of skills that someone may have acquired from their life and work experience that are really going to help them as they pursue post-secondary learning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for example, just listening for information, being able to listen and take in information and apply it in new situations, being able to argue your point of view with some evidence Mm -hmm. and attacked. Uh, That's something that is a, is a skill that people acquire over time and right. working in the workplace. You learn how to communicate with your supervisor in an effective way. Also, just like looking up information on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, understanding what's a good source of information and what's probably not a good source of information. <laughs> and there's a lot of bad stuff a out lot there. Of clickbait. <laughs> and so, some of those skills, you know, if you can point out to people, you know, you have a lot of the stuff that that you're going to need in order to learn and study and engage with the material, communicate with, with the other students in your program, with your instructor. Those are the kinds of skills that you're going to need. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. You just need to be someone with the right kinds of skills for learning and acquiring new knowledge and capabilities. And, and you need perseverance, which mm-hmm. an adult does, right? I mean, they've gotten through life already because especially if you think about a bachelor's degree, you're talking about at least 120 credit hours mm-hmm. of, of a myriad of things that you have to study. Mm-hmm. And some of it is stuff you may not want to study, like psychology if it's not your thing, or math even, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so an adult has that perseverance to actually push through and see that okay, that's just one of the things I have to get through. I'll get something out of it, but I need that to move on. So I think that's that's another perk to being an adult also, right? Right. What have you found in your research concerning the reasons adults are, are considering going back to school? So we've talked before about um, how a lot of people are going back to school for the purpose of different career opportunities right. um, and job opportunities, more money on mm-hmm. the other end. And that has implications for what kind of program they're going to find most satisfying. Right. There's a lot of research that's found that um, people who have successfully navigated their way through a post-secondary degree, when they're asked later about how satisfied they are with their experiences, the ones who have found their program to be more relevant Mm -hmm. have been the ones who have been most satisfied with their post-secondary learning experience. So what this means is that if you're somebody who has that as a goal, is looking to make sure that they're what they're learning is going to help them in their careers. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're identifying a post-secondary program that is going to make sure that those uh, relevancy factors are very clear. Sure. And that those connections between what's going on in the classroom, why is this important for the workplace, is constantly being made clear. Yeah. So that's uh, that's one thing that you know, an adult student might want to focus on is as you're shopping around for different programs and institutions, you know, which institution is really talking about how they're defining what's being learned in the classroom and the connection to what's needed in the workplace in terms of skills and competencies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There is a section in your book devoted to determining the right college to attend. Can you tell us a few of the tips from the book? Sure. First of all, I would say, you know, one of the things is it's really important to do some homework. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. So, you know, you're going to have, once you start 
looking into this. If you start talking with your friends and relatives, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of opinions. Oh, plenty more than you want. <laughs> a lot of really good experience. I had this great experience, and this is the place you should check out. And by all means, listen to those people. They they have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. and they may have some very good uh, suggestions for you. But you should also do your own research and think about what your own needs are in terms of what my life looks like, and does this does this particular college or university offer a program that works with who I am now right. and what my life looks like right now? And that's key. So, you know, doing your homework, making sure that it's also a program that is going to help you succeed in the long run. You know, there are a lot of post-secondary programs out there that um, are really good at getting people in the door. Oh, absolutely. Right? They'll answer your call or they'll call you back within five seconds Mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll be really persuasive about all those loans that you can take out to make this happen and they'll get you to sign up very quickly. And those might be very good programs, right? but it's worth your while to take a step back before signing on the dotted line, looking around a little bit, looking into what their success rates are in terms of graduation and how their graduates do over the long term in terms of you know salaries and, and, and things like that. The college scorecard, which is put out by the U.S. Department of Education, is a good place to start mm-hmm. to look at things like that. But it's by all means not the only source of information that you need. You also need to make sure that, I mean, some of the, some of the best schools in the country with some of the best graduation rates and best salary rates might not be right for who you are at this stage of your life. They might not be designed for an adult student. And so you might be wise to avoid those. Yeah. So think in terms of like your entire range of needs. Yes, you need some good graduation rates from a program, but you also need a program that's going to be helping you pay attention to a couple things. One is this relevance factor. Mm -hmm. Are they going to be teaching you exactly what you need for the career goals you have at the other end? Right. Second is time. Mm-hmm. Are they addressing my time and scheduling needs as a working adult? So, you know, look for colleges that have flexible schedules mm-hmm. that maybe have different start dates throughout the year, shorter terms to engage with, after hour courses, weekend courses, online courses, hybrid courses, mm-hmm. lots of different ways to offer you learning modules that can fit around your existing life rather than you having to drop everything and work your life around their classes. Now, Resurrection, I know that you folks are doing a lot to support your adult students through different kinds of scheduling and a different kind of um, a way to accelerate people through programs too, which is really great. Yep. So those are the kinds of things that are going to really help a student succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you have to make sure that it does really fit in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that if something happens that you, you can take a little detour and, and readjust mm-hmm. and that the school's with you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Education has changed a lot in the last number of years. There's so many options available to achieve an educational goal. Would you touch on some of the ones that might be considered out of the ordinary for the general consumer? This is a great question. And there are lots of new and innovative strategies that colleges and universities are taking. But before I get to those, I would like to at least mention one thing that might 
not be something that people are immediately considering, which is community colleges. Right. So if you are someone who has not taken a college course before, you've been out of the classroom for a while, or if you don't know quite yet what you're hoping to do, check out your local community college. They are the country's best kept secret in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways for people who are wanting to return to school and pursue a post-secondary education. They offer associate degrees for sure. Some which are more on the technical and professionally oriented side of things, some that are preparing students to go on for a four-year degree, so with the idea of transfer in mind. So lots of different options, but in addition to those, they have shorter-term technical programs. So Mm -hmm. if you have a limited amount of time or if you want to explore what might be possible with maybe a one-year certification in some technical field or healthcare field, those are really good options to look into. Absolutely. And there are a way to, for someone with longer-term goals, like a bachelor's degree in nursing, for example, mm-hmm. you can get those those first credits that you need in order to transfer into those kinds of programs tackled at the community college. And it's also a great way to just to get your feet wet. And it's a lot cheaper. And it's a ton cheaper. Absolutely. Especially if you go in your district that you live in, because then you pay in-district rates and, and it's a deal, basically. Right. <laughs> And community colleges are used to serving the adult working learner. Oh, absolutely. That is their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. They get you more than anybody else will get you. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be important if you're if you were coming back to school after a long time of being out. Oh, absolutely. That could be very important. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, there are lots of other options that are really being designed to help students go more quickly through their post-secondary college experience. One is, and, and some of these are just general accelerated options. And I think, you know, Resurrection has, you know, one of those accelerated options where you help someone with 60-some credits already in the bank to finish a bachelor in nursing in yeah. a shorter period of time. And that's that's a really great example of an accelerated model. Mm-hmm. Schools are also doing more with online and self-paced options. Yeah. So a lot of these are competency-based, and so it's designed around here are the competencies that are needed for this degree or credential. Mm-hmm. And so here are the different trainings for each of those competencies. And you might pay on a using a subscription model. So you pay for a period of time and you can engage in much learning as you can during that time. And so you can go much faster. Or slower if or that's slower. what you need for your life. Exactly. Yeah. So you can go at your own pace through learning. And those are really exciting and uh, innovative options that a lot of more students are, are starting to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. As I said before, a lot of colleges are experimenting with offering shorter terms, so yep. eight-week courses rather than 15- or 16-week courses, so that there's you can tackle things in more chunks rather than sort of a marathon. Right. And some colleges are experimenting with multiple start dates out of the year. So you're not just starting September 1st or January 1st, but there might be multiple starting points within any given month yeah. so that you have the flexibility to go to school whenever you want to. So mm-hmm. right now, if you're thinking about going back to school, if you go to a more traditional college, you might be looking at starting your program in August. Right. And waiting a long time. And waiting a long time and losing your momentum, losing what's really driving you to make a change now. Right. So find an institution that's going to help you start much quicker when you're fired up and ready to go and you're ready to act on it. Absolutely. So that might be one way to do it. Another option that we haven't talked about is prior learning assessment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've talked a lot about 
what adults have learned throughout their life, through their work experience, through their life experience, through military training, mm -hmm. volunteer work. There are some really um, high-level skills and competencies that people acquire through those life experiences. And a lot of them are very comparable to college-level learning outcomes and courses. And there are colleges, many colleges out there, mm -hmm. who offer prior learning assessment, so options for students to earn college credit for what they already know. And really that is doing a portfolio or documenting your prior learning in, in submitting it and getting the credit for it. That's one way. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's called the portfolio, portfolio assessment method, but there are also other ways. So people might be very familiar with CLEP exams. Mm -hmm. so, if you've, uh, so CLEP exams are one way. Uh, those are standardized exams offered from the college board, similar to AP tests. Yep. But these are in a wide range of subjects. And you know, for $80 plus maybe an administration fee, you can take a test that proves that you know accounting 101 yep. or that you know Spanish 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. And at many schools, you can then parlay that into actual college credit. Yeah. So those are credits that you don't have to take through regular tuition paying. Yeah, you already lived it. <laughs> You've already, yeah, you, you know this material. And then, you know, if you have certifications or licenses, sometimes those can be evaluated for college credit mm -hmm. if it's applicable to the degree program that you're in. Right. And then finally, if you've spent time in the military, you have received a lot of training. Oh, gosh, yeah. And you have a joint services transcript that lays out for you what that training ha has been evaluated um, in terms of college credit. And so you can take those credit re recommendations to a, a college and they will tell you how much college credit that might be worth at that particular institution. And that can be really valuable for a lot of people with military experience. Yeah, there's a lot of options for adults out there. Absolutely. So we're, we're getting ready to wrap up. And is there any last piece of advice that you would have for our listeners? The final thing I would say, and I think I've said this uh, maybe throughout our conversation, is that adults who are thinking about going back to college really need to find the college that's going to be the right fit for who they are at this stage in their life, right? You're a different person than you were back in high school mm -hmm. or at 21, and you have different needs. And you've made life choices that have gotten you to this point, and you're a, a product of all of those different choices and pathways that you've taken. And that is nothing that you should ever feel like you have to apologize for. Right. It is the reality of who you are. And you need to find that college that is going to value the person you are today and offer you learning opportunities and degree and credentialing opportunities that are going to fit the person you are today and what your needs are. Yeah, that's a great summary of, of kind of our conversation. Absolutely. So if our listeners want to get a hold of the book, first tell us again the title. Sure. It's Never Too Late, The Adult Student's Guide to College. Okay. And it's under Rebecca Klein-Collins, not right. Becky. <laughs> and, I, and I think this is, is something, you know, as we're starting the new year and everybody's thinking about what can they do for themselves, this is a guide that you can actually just go through. And it's it's a quick read. Um, you can get it on Kindle and, and kind of flip through it. And, and it kind of gives you the things to think about and, and the steps to take in order to make sure that you're making the right decisions for you 
at this stage in your life. That's right. And it's uh, it's available at all the, big, all the big online places, and you can probably order it through the smaller independent places, too. It's available. But it goes through a lot of the things that we talked about today, um, but then offers some you know, additional help at, as, you're starting, as you're getting started with the application process and the kind of questions you want to ask as you're shopping around for colleges. Sure, sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's time to move on. Stay tuned to the ResU podcast here on WGN Plus for more episodes with ResU thought leaders and partners that will introduce unique ideas and ways to help listeners make choices that are influential, mindful, and impactful. ResU, it's amazing to be needed.